0: hi everybody good afternoon trust your day was fine because mine was splendid my name is victoria moldo i'm from akwaibo <laughs> turned level law to the end of the prestigious university of nigeria Inugu campus faculty of law and basically today i'm going to talk to you about something i think Everybody should know, and everybody—I um, believe—everybody believe everybody should uphold. And it is called gratitude. What is a gratitude? Gratitude is a sense of appreciation, thankfulness, and um, is a state of being grateful. A state of being grateful. And um, when it comes to having gratitude or being grateful, or being thankful for something or for somebody that uh, is in your life, it comes with you first understanding the importance or the important role that person feels in your life. Because the funny thing is that a lot of people have this sense of entitlement, like they feel okay because I'm this person or because I know this person, it should apply to me. And then because of that, once it it applies to them, they they feel no need to say thank you very much for helping me this time or thank you very much for for assisting me whatever thing I wanted to do previously. And that's funny. That's how a lot of people reason, but that's that's very wrong. Cause I see no, I see no reason why you can't say thank you for being there for me. Thank you for for showing me that you love me or for taking out time out of your busy schedule will be there for me because sincerely the same way you run your business and the same way you have dreams for yourself the same way other people that have that have roles in your life do have dreams for themselves too but they take out time to either be your friend they take out time to be your mentor they take out time to be close to you they take out time to help you fix up your life i see no reason why you shouldn't be able to do thank you it's very annoying because for their time eh, people think it's until something massive happens like someone gives a job without you applying for it or someone buys you a car or someone leaves you a house before you know oh my god you go to social media this will what happened the tiniest thing as someone helping you get water from the fridge tiniest thing as someone helping you pick up your pen that fell down tiniest thing as someone just building your life as that person respect that person deserves thing. try and we need to try and cultivate the habit of saying i appreciate you for being my life I appreciate you for taking out your time to test me. I appreciate you for being this kind of person to me. Like, we need to create that habit. Like, develop it. Because people love it when you tell them, I have so bad in my life. They, they're going to strive more to help you out. Because, like, you can't overemphasize the importance of being faithful. We cannot overemphasize it. Because, like, even when you go to the Christian doctrine, even when you go to Christianity, God says, Come to my house. With the heart of thanksgiving how do you how do you go to god's house and the only thing you're doing is your accent god please do this god please do that even the bible acknowledges that you have to Come with thanksgiving, thanksgiving. You give God thanks. You tell Him, I'm grateful. Thank you for this thing you've done. And the best way, I always say, the best way to, to be able to be grateful and give thanks to someone who has done something for you is to reflect on what that person has done. To try and uh, examine the importance and what would have possibly been the result of the person not doing it for you. Like imagine yourself in a position where that thing that has changed your life wasn't there and you feel to tell that person that has now eventually changed your life that thank you for doing this thing that you did that has eventually changed my life you, it, it, it paints you off as a very, you know, ungrateful person and someone that just want to, you know, this gold digger that just want to find themselves whatever they can get from you and just <laughs> scramp off and it's wrong because if you're not able to tell someone, thank you. I don't know how else you expect the person to do something for you the next time. I, I for what? I don't like it when people are unappreciative. Appreciate someone for what that person has done for you. Tell that person, thank you. Tell that person, I appreciate you being in my life. In fact, the mere existence of someone being in your life to tell you, ah, Victoria, this is not what you're supposed to do. Victoria, is this where you're supposed to go? Be grateful for that person being in your life even if it's two days, seven months, 20 years, 25 years, 30 years, that, that person has been in your life, tell that person you're grateful. Don't just stay there and look off the person's head. So I hope that the short, you know, episode will be able to speak to our hearts. That we need to be more appreciative. Tell people, get used to telling people thank you. You, you see the way some of us are used to telling people, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Also get used to telling people thank you. Also get used to it. The same way you always open your mouth and say, I need, I need, I need, I need. Please help me, please help me, please help me. Cultivate the habit of saying thank you for helping me. Thank you for being in my life. Thank you for assisting me. One or two times. Just do it. Do it and trust me. It's going to change the perspective and your relationship with that person. Be a person of, of gratitude.
1: Alright guys, thank you for listening. Have a nice day. Bye. Hello guys. My name is Justice Alili and some of you might know me but some of you might not. Um, But I'm a spoken word poet and I like to think myself as a Poets in search of satisfaction and the word the word satisfaction today i feel like is far-fetched because humans generally are insatiable beings but i feel like true satisfaction is gotten when we actually find that thing we love doing We attain some level of contentment and happiness in ourselves because we feel like we've found our self-worth you know our life has more value when we pursue our dreams and it gives more meaning to us when we actually attain those dreams (laughs) and I have been opportuned to love, and I'll tell you that love is a beautiful thing, you know? You know, because, yeah, I've experienced it. And contrary to popular beliefs these days who say that love doesn't exist, man, fortunately for me, it exists because I have felt it in the highest form I think it reminds me of my first love back in 2015 when I felt like I didn't deserve anything good in life and God just brought this beautiful perfect yet imperfect girl my way and she taught me things that I've never i never imagined would be possible you know she unlocked some limitations in my mind and helped me grow as a person and in my heart it was love in the purest and truest form you know so that was a beautiful experience for me and i had to hold on to that feeling even after we separated yeah we separated on a good note and everything but i think destiny separated us it took us it took our parts on different ways so um i think she she went abroad and then i went to school and you know but I I will say our relationship ended on a bad note. Everything is cool. And today she's my best friend. And she's about to get married. She just got she got she just got engaged like I think um two weeks ago. And we talk every time. We're like best of friends and everything, you know. And yeah, she's living her best life and she's she's falling in love with someone or other person, and then here I am. that's proof that this life no balance you know but yeah you know after after she left i held on to that love for so many years and for a year or so i never really opened up i can't really say i really opened up to any other person you know per se so it got to a point where i was frustrated with myself and i felt desperate i felt like okay it's been a year since since she left, you know, and I'm still here because, we know, you know, when, when you're in love now, you make promises like, eh, I'm going to be with you forever, our love is going to start tall, all those kind of things, you know, all those promises, I thought I was going to marry her, that we're going to meet someday, all those things, you know. So it's crazy, but yeah those were those are things that you do when you're when your head is filled up with love and all that but at some point reality sets in so even while she was abroad we still continued with the love thing you know with distance and all and i was willing to go on with that i held on to that for many years like for many months you know and that was that was all i that was my lifeline you know it made me not to open up to anybody but At some point you know we just had to agree that man it is what it is and we have to move on with our lives you know so after I realized that it made me desperate so I decided to go back into the market and that's when I found someone who showed me the other side of love which is like fake love you know what I mean and she exploited me and did things to me that I can't say, you know. But I'm gonna tell you some of it. I'm gonna I'm gonna summarize that story in a poem, you know, that story of my life in a poem. And I'm not here to preach or some do some motivational speech. I'm just here to pour out my heart and. So, true poetry because that's what I know how to do best. So, I have two poems today, and both of them are personal stories. So, I'm gonna start with this one. So, enjoy. Maybe the scars you gave me was God's own way of showing me how much it burns to forgive someone. But at least I loved the way she sizzled on my skin but still stung. So let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight, I pray, O God, those were my very unconscious words to God the very first day I met her. Long legs, short skirt, breathtaking cleavage, beautiful calves so perfectly made be on faults. When I beheld her face, I knew she was the angel I had been praying to God for since kindergarten. And each time she spoke, it's as if time took a pause to listen, yet each time she walked, it's as if the cosmos slowed down itself to take note of her every move. They said no one is perfect, but she was too perfect. It felt like her skin orchestrates the symphonies of melodies as same as the beauty of her face, that it made her face sound like music, and the color of her skin so elegant that it composed a melody too beautiful for one heart to sing. It felt like my heart was gonna explode. One look into those eyes and I was totally hypnotized by her face because it could only take a deeply rooted Christian to resist her touch and I was none of that. You know, I was the kind of Christian who was always within arms reach of God's promise but of God's power, I was clueless. I was the kind of seek and you shall find, knock and the door will be opened unto you, kind of Christian. I never knew God for who he truly was, talkless of having a deep relationship with him. So you see why one touch from her Carlos arms left me undone? Longing for a taste of that reddish fruit from the forbidden tree? There ain't nothing wrong with that. After all, we live in the the 21st century, right? A place where attraction is based on anatomy and sex has been removed from matrimony. So I wanted her so bad. But there was one problem. I was a shy kind of guy. So I said to myself, the only way anything could go on between us was if she said hi first. So we went on our first date, had our first kiss, lay together with bodies tightly held against each other, but sorry to bust your bubble. For this were all fantasies made up in my head. But I knew I had already messed up. For as a man thinketh, so is he. I remember the very fateful day she said, Hi Justice, <laughs> I can't explain it. But I know my whole system was left half dead on shaky bones. So eventually, we got together and we got into a relationship. But you know, it was not until I got into a relationship with her that I began to know her for who she truly was. Girl, I've never met someone so difficult. You lay your jigsaw words on tables, your hieroglyphic heart on a scale of one to Rubik's Cube. Girl, you are a Rubik's Cube. Just when one side is figured out, the other sides are all still screwed up. When we were together, we had knives for eyes. Life is spades when you're always caught in your partner. And I still remember this taste of the scars on my tongue. It's time I started to tell her, I love you too. And you know, I used to say mushy and romantic stuff like, Girl, I know you think you're not photogenic. But it's just that cameras know they cannot capture your beauty in simple frames of pixels. Why try? When I see you coming towards me, your face is the only poroid worth waiting for to fade in. Girl, I have not thought like that in years. You've turned me into a nervous nation. Your runaway words fired at my knees like Twin Towers on Tuesdays. I lost myself in oblivion. My heart became a bottomless pit, hoping to fill the void within. You have no idea how the simplest of words bruised me, but I stayed. You know, on her bed day, I was so broke that I had to borrow money from my guys just to impress her. You might not believe me but at that time I bought her an iPhone 6 Plus plus. and when I asked her how she liked it she told me um I'm gonna hold you over until the next iPhone 7 comes out in a couple of months and I said to myself if this, all, if this is all I am to you Something for you to hold on to Until you screamed me I let go I told letting go Proved I was strong It only proved I was numb With you I felt fear Felt frustration Felt let down At least I felt something I want to forgive you But I don't want to stay here But maybe the scars you gave me was God's own way of showing me how much it burns to forgive someone. And you know, that cup tastes more bitter than vengeance. But I wouldn't know the wart of roses if my hands have not known tongues. And my heart would not appreciate the fact that it beats if it has not escaped flat lines. Girl, I hoped in you in many ways, mortal knees were never meant to stand. I've never loved someone so hard. It was hard to love you. So dear Nkechi. I don't know what part of oblivion you rest in but just know this even though your fake love bruised me God's true love healed me and from then on my prayer has been let the melody in my heart be the melody in his heart and let the rhythm of my heart beat synchronize with the rhythm of his heartbeat because if all love fails god's love will always be true uh so that's the first poem <laughs> it's actually a true story though. yeah it is um, everything i told you that poor actually happened and yeah it's just you know when your back is against the wall and you have no one to run to you know you have nowhere to go god is always there you know so in that in that painful turbulent time of my life when i felt i was used and dumped because you know she eventually dumped me the only assurance I had was God, you know. In the midst of my trials and everything, God, God will always be God, you know. So yeah, that's my first poem. Now the second poem is for we, you know. People have have like um, wrong perceptions of love. People feel love is um, in the physique. In the bank account, what the guy can give you, or love is about sex, or love is about, um, or love is a competition, or love is, I don't know, people have crazy, crazy, crazy definitions of love, you know. Inasmuch as much as love is dynamic and cannot be subjected to one to one person's opinion i feel that there are some characteristics of love that must be prevalent or present in every relationship for you to know that okay love lives here so before i actually got to know what love truly is in my own language i had very very wrong definitions of love you know I had very wrong orientations about love, what love was. So I'm going to tell you about that in a poem. This next poem is titled um, Love Defined, you know. So I hope you can get something from this one as well. Before I begin, I warn you. For this poem is rated 16. For the composition of its components are highly romantic, I tell you. Therefore, listener's discretion is advised. Now, what is your definition of love? You know, I thought love was in her face. A girl so magnificent in just one gaze. A damsel so beautiful for all her days, second to none among her pairs, above my fears, I was scared that I had become a palm wine drinker, elusively drunk in this cesspool of obsession I had for her, queen bee amongst all sleigh mamas. You know, she was baptized with the aroma of a perfume that coincidentally matches the same scent I perceived on Queen Elizabeth's skin at my royal invitation to dine with Her Majesty at the Balkingham Palace. And I'm also sure I found love in her smile. You know, the same kind of wing that resuscites dry bones to rise again. The kind that makes you so high below the most high that you want to rabba it. Yeah? But I wish, I wish speaking in tongues would give you a vivid picture of how this forsaken heart was completely rejuvenated. Because each time I see her walking towards me, her face was the only Polaroids worth waiting for to fade in. And as I was walking the streets of Oberte one day, I'm pretty sure I found love in her waistline. A landmine begging for attraction and the poise of temptation, revealing the grace in her calves. Oh, the warmth of her skin, oh the calm of her embrace, like floor of rainforest with pores that sweat pride, the ointment so rich in her hair that glistens like the sun. Shy. I hate to confess, but man, I was tempted to touch. Now my guys. I know most of us were brought up with the prominent notion that as boys, our places as men isn't providing for our every desire. So from Gucci and Gabbana to Brazilian hair to iPhone X until the words fell, honey, if you love me, you will buy me a Porsche as my assurance. Inai. This girl chopped me well well until I was transformed from a big fish to an impoverished greyfish. <laughs> it's okay to laugh, but you know, we got it all wrong. You know, love is not just attracted by what it sees, but captivated by what it finds within nor is it in the physique for the things which are not seen are eternal and love is eternal you know love is not just after her nakedness but in search of her heartbeat nor is it in the weight of his bank account but in the content of his character for love is unconditional you know love loves to give more than love loves to receive And no matter the component, the molecular chemistry of love's being is sacrifice. Trust me, I have learnt my lesson. And next time, I promise to go after the content instead of the container. But as I end, I must say this. The true definition of love is what you deem it to be. So, like I asked you in the beginning, what is your definition of love? You can think about it and then you can hashtag your answer. Thank you for listening. I want to give a special shout out to Udo Victoria for giving me this opportunity to share a story with you guys and i hope you got you learned something from it and thank you for tuning in until we meet again god bless ciao